And that's how the uh, theme song goes. <laughs> hey there, welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. It's a website. Go there. All right, little backstory right now. The uh, Gary Shandling documentary, uh, Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling, created by, created by, created by, produced, and I assume directed by Judd Apatow, uh, director, producer in Hollywood, famous man, works with a lot of famous white people. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's also really good at what he does, too. Anyway, it's there. It's uh, It's on right now. I've, I've been waiting for this ever since I heard it was going to be a thing a year ago. I've been waiting for it to be uh, coming to fruition. Here it is. And I watched about 30 minutes. And now I got to record the constitutionals because I did not have a chance to do it today. But you know what? I'm excited. I, it was, I've been waiting all ever since this morning. I said, I'm going to, I can't wait. I can't wait. i go, I go to work. I can't wait. I can't wait. I come home. I can't wait. I can't wait. Then I have to uh, pick up a check from one of my jobs that come home. I eat dinner and it comes on right. I get home right at eight Oh two. I heat up the dinner. I already pre-cooked. Oh, I was so excited. Anyway, Gary Shandling is a, uh, if you don't know, I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. Uh, Cause I assume I know how it's going to go. Gary Shandling is a comedian uh, who had a bunch of a bunch of really uh, great shows? Larry Sanders show, which I don't know if I ever talked about on this show, but on this show, <laughs> as if I have others. <laughs> the Larry Sanders show, uh, it's Gary Shanley's show. He, I, th- I don't, I think he wrote for. He definitely wrote for Sanford and Son. Uh, I think. Don't quote me on this. I think he did Welcome Back, Cotter too, as well. Let's see. Yeah, am I right? 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 Television, filmography. Where's Welcome Back, Cotter? Let's see. Well, come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he wrote for Sanford and Son and Welcome Back, Cotter. And then he be- and then he essentially basically turned himself into a stand up. He was uh, Mitzi Shore, who was the owner of the comedy store in Los Angeles, said that he was more of a writer and not a performer. And he turned, he turned right around and he said, I am a man who is a good comedian. <laughs> and, and he became uh, one of the best, one of the best comedy peoples of all time. Uh, not just stand up, but this is obviously for, you know, me, but, uh, but you know, he actually, no, I'm reading on his uh, wiki that let's see. Oh no, that's just the Larry Sanders show. Anyway. Yeah, so I was introduced to him uh, via Pete Holmes, who wouldn't stop talking about him, and then uh, and then I, I I believe I bought. This is how I think the the my the history with uh, my history with Gary Shandling went. I believe I heard Pete talk about the Larry Sanders show because he was just rewatching it. And I think this is about this is 2016 because uh, Gary died in 2016, early 2016. So I heard so Pete was talking about it, the show. I think uh, Gary comes on the show. On uh, you made it weird on his po- on Pete's podcast. You made it weird in late 2015. I hold off on that episode because I have to do. I'm going on a drive. I believe this is what's happening. I, w- I had to go on a two hour drive, and uh, you made it weird is typically <laughs> almost three hours long. So I held off on listening to that episode, and then Gary died. And oh, also in the before Gary died, I bought the Larry Sanders show. On D- I, either I bought it right before he died, or I bought it right after he died. It was in within that two week time frame. So, because I remember it was off, 
it was out of stock on Amazon when uh, I think after he died. So uh, Gary dies. I I think I'm going. Oh, why am why was I holding on this episode? I'm gonna listen to it now. I listened to it. It's one of the best episodes. Uh, I can remember pretty much all of it, the entire episode. Uh, and and then I and then I start watching again. I'm holding on to these things. I don't know why. I I have the Larry Sanders show. I start watching it, and then I go through it. And uh, it's a really good show. It's a, it's a fantastic show. It's it's a, a him as a fake a late night host in in our world. So you know, there's still he still references Conan. He still references uh, Leno. Still references Letterman um, and uh, Carson. So yeah, it's a wonderful show. I really like it a lot. Uh, and I, I am, I'm working on getting it's Gary Shanley show. That show preceded the Larry Sanders show. I don't know what a scary Shanley show is about. I believe it's just a sitcom. It's, I think it's a, um, a five, a multicam sitcom. Uh, Al Jean produced that show. Whoa, buddy. And Mike Reese, Mike Rice, Mike Reese. That's how I pronounce it. Reese. Uh, and it was on Showtime, and yeah, I believe it was, and it always broke the fourth wall. That's all I know, because I've, I've seen a bunch of clips from it, and it's $400 on Amazon for the complete series, and that's the only way to get all the seasons, unless I buy it on uh, digitally, but I'm not doing that. I want to buy the DVDs, because that's where you get the special features, baby, and that's how you, and that's what, that's what's the best thing about uh, the, these, the, the buying on Blu-ray. That's why I still buy physical. You know, that's why I have I have the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, both extended editions on Blu-ray, extended Blu-ray. All right. Uh, I got them both during. Well, I got one for Christmas, but one uh, I got Lord of the Rings during a sale flash sale on Amazon during uh, Black Friday or Cyber Monday. One of those it's 20 bucks, man. That's this is. Let's see. I think it's like eight or nine hours uh, worth of. No, it's eight hours of movie and it's. I don't know how long the special features are, but I know it's eight hours of movie. I know it's an entire day. I think The Hobbit is a little bit short of that. I can't wait. Uh, Watchmen. I got the Watchmen Collector's Edition. Again, bought it on sale during uh, Black Friday sale. I think about two years ago. I liked, I I really wanted I that one. That was like, like, uh, like, um, like it's Gary's family show, like Lord of the Rings and uh, Watchmen. There are only there is there are certain things, uh, uh, certain sets of movies or, or TV shows, special editions or TV shows uh, that are sitting in my Amazon wish list, but they're so expensive, <laughs> and I don't want to spend four hundred dollars on like the small, the complete series of Smallville. I think it's two hundred dollars when it came out. I think I've seen as low as a hundred. I think I've seen it actually as low as eighty something. But I don't want to. I don't, I'm not spending that much money on uh, a, sh- a, sh- a a drama, uh, an hour long dramedy. Uh, starring Superman, where they don't even say the word Superman, and he don't, you don't even get to see him fly until the last episode, barely. Uh, and so anyway, Watchmen, I bought that on sale during a Black Friday, and uh, it was on, again on sale, fifteen bucks. No one was gonna buy this except for me. I'm the only person who wants the Watchmen Blu-ray Collector's Edition. It's got the uh, that cartoon, not the cartoon, uh, Tales of the Black Freighter. I believe that's what the comic within the comic is called. It's got that interstitialized within the extended di- edition of the movie. Plus, it's got the digital comic uh, in movie form, and it's got special features. Who wants that? Me. I want that. I got all the. I got. I have every single Batman movie. I have every single Superman movie. <laughs> this is that, and I bought those before I said I'm not buying superhero movies anymore. And then I bought Wonder Woman and Suicide Squad. 
But you know what? It's whatever. I'm done buying superhero movies. Actually, I did. I, I'm not. I know. I, I hate myself for saying this, but I liked Black Panther, so I got to buy that one too. And uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier, because that one's good. That's a good one. But that's it. Maybe Thor Ragnarok. Maybe, and definitely Justice League. <laughs> and uh, at some point, I'll see the that Avengers film, the fourth one, the third one. How many are there? There's too many. There's too many of those. There's going to be so that one. I think that's like two and a half hours long. Well, I was talking about Gary Shandling. Gary Shandling's in the Marvel movies. He's in uh, Captain America and Iron Man 2. The worst of the... He's Senator Stern. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's in... Yeah, Winter Soldier. That's why it's the best. All right, let's get on to what I was originally going to talk about. I watched the Power Rangers movie. The pa- this, That's not what I was really going to talk about, but I watched the Power Rangers movie, and I really enjoyed it, to, to my surprise. See, that's why I hate reviews. That's why I hate hearing people talk about movies. There's, yes, there's a lot of issues with this movie. But man, oh man, there is a lot of good, there's a lot of good stuff within this movie. All right, so, new Power Rangers movie. It's called, I think it's actually called Saban's Power Rangers. I don't know why they are differentiating it like that. They really want to get the Saban name out there. Haim Sabin is is a producer on the movie. He is an Israeli American media proprietor, investor, philanthropist. philanthropist. He's a full on rapist, uh, musician, record, film, and television producer. I do not condone what I just said. Oh my gosh! Oh, he supported Hillary. Oh, all the good that hit that did him, her. <clears throat> so <laughs> should have brought the Power Rangers to the election. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what we do here. We get, we get political. <laughs> we, I, I get political. It's the real we. Uh, I just can see flashes of the Gary, of the Gary Shanley documentary in the background. I'm going to watch it tomorrow, right before work. I have an hour and a half. And then, the, and then, uh, there is a second part tomorrow at, that's two and a half hours long. Judd Apatow, what are you doing, buddy? <laughs> no one has four and a half hours to, to watch Gary Shanley's life story. <laughs> what, how is this one going to end? Oh my gosh! Anyway, new Power Rangers movie uh, directed by Dean Israelite. He did Project uh, Almanac, I believe, and Battle Los Angeles. Now, I don't, I have not seen Battle Los Angeles. I barely know what Project Almanac is. You know what? I, I'm, it's a found footage movie, and that's all I know about it. Sophia Black Delee is in that movie. Okay, I like her. Amy Landecker. Okay, all right. Well. Oh, that movie made $33 million. Okay, <laughs> let's get back to it. So, Dean Israelite isn't exactly, he doesn't have the best rap sheet. Uh, Arn Olsen wrote the script. And the movie stars. Uh, nope. No, that was, I'm looking at the wrong Power Rangers movie. I'm looking at Mighty Morphin. I opened up both. Uh, John Gattins uh, wrote the script. And he wrote, I just want to set this, I want to set the stage. He wrote Coach Carter, which I like, uh, Real Steel, which I also like, Flight, which I like. I do have my issues with that. Need for Speed. Oh, that's... Oh, he also co-wrote Kong Skull Island, and I really love that movie. I do. It's a good movie. What is Spectral? It was released on Netflix. James Badge Dale, Emily Mortimer, Bruce Greenwood. I served that guy. I, let's, take a, let's take a little, let's take a little uh, deviance here. Before we get back to this hot Power Rangers, hot Power Rangers discussion, I served Bruce Greenwood 
Wood at a restaurant in Roswell, Georgia on Canton Street called Nine Street Kitchen. Now, he was there, there was this lawn area that you, that people would sit down in the grass. You could even sit at a table or on the lawn. Lawn wasn't really that anything special. It was just grass. <laughs> Treated like a picnic. It was on a slope, so it was really hard to stay up on. So he and his wife were there. Uh, in Roswell, Georgia, and it's a, it's a hot summer's day, but it's in the afternoon, and it's a past the lunch rush, so pretty much everybody who is gone is gone, and then there's just a few of us servers left and, uh, before the dinner rush, and I am st- and, uh, someone serving them. I already have another server there serving them, and then uh, my manager slash a server slash a friend goes, uh, Zach, he goes, uh, he goes, that guy looks so familiar. Is he from Jurassic Park? And I haven't I haven't even seen the guy. I can't even go out there and look because the way that you approach the people, it was there. You're looking at the back of their heads. So I couldn't see their faces. Um, and so uh, that was my laptop. I was I was searching to see if he was in Jurassic Park. He was not. I did control F and I typed and then that uh, didn't get juror juror didn't, didn't get past juror. So. So, uh, so then he goes, well, so he starts naming off movies that he's maybe in that he's probably seen him in. And at this point, I think this is like 2000, I was in college. It was probably 2012, summer 2012, maybe. Yeah. Summer 2012. It has to be it. So uh, he was the latest thing he'd been in, being in was flight of, whoa, flight. Oh my God. Dean Israelite. <laughs> whoa. That's so great. Not Dean Israelite. John Gaddens. All right. Anyway. Uh, so I guess the early, the latest thing he probably would have been in that people would have seen was Super 8. So we'd seen, so, uh, so I, so anyway, eventually, uh, we're, everybody's trying to guess who this guy is. Uh, and his food comes up, and his wife's food come up. And I, and then Zach goes, Chad, run the food. And I said, okay, I'll do it. I go out there, I run the food, I put it down in front of him, and I look at him. He goes, thank you. I go, he doesn't say it like that. I go, oh, you're so welcome, sir. <laughs> I think about this every day. That's why I'm recounting it so well. And, uh, and then I leave and I go, Oh, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> Some help I was, uh, anyway, I leave for the day. I come back the next time I come in and work, uh, the, I, I, I look up at the entryway to the door and one of the menus is there were paper menus on uh, clipboards to make it, make that whole picnic feel look real. Anyway, whatever. Uh, <laughs> that place is also closed. It's, it it failed. Two restaurants there failed. I I believe it was two. Um, and also, never mind. I'm not going to talk smack about that family. Uh, they're nice people. So, so, uh, uh, Bruce had signed the menu. Bruce Greenwood. He said something like, "The food is great." And he wrote Bruce Greenwood. And uh, and then I looked him up and I said, "Oh yeah, he's in he's uh, in a couple of movies that I've seen before." And that's the end of the story. <laughs> You're welcome. So that's Bruce Greenwood. What were we talking about? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I need to stop screaming. That is a hot mic there. So this Power Rangers movie, not Mighty Morphin, the regular Power Rangers movie, the one that came out this year, last year. It's really good. Uh, we got uh, Darce Montgomery's in there, Naomi Scott, uh, RJ Siler, who I did not appreciate. They made the butt of a lot of jokes. Becky G and Ludi Lynn. Luddy Lynn. Now, they, they switched up the Black Ranger to be an Asian boy. And they oh so and uh, oh and so they they all basically have their own things. Uh, Jason the Red Ranger is a star quarterback. Uh, he's not a he, but he's not a turd. He's not what you think he's gonna be. He's not a turd. He's actually a really nice guy. And then uh, Kimberly P- 
Pink, Pink Ranger, of course, she's just, uh, she's a cheerleader. She cyber bullied <laughs> and then, well, it's not cyber bullying. She sent out a, she didn't send out a naked picture. She sent a naked picture of her friend to a guy and said, is this the kind of girl you want to be with? Uh, even though she wasn't even trying to be with that guy. Uh, and then, uh, Billy is a blue Ranger. He's autistic. Uh, Becky is a yellow Ranger. Uh, she's a lesbian <laughs> and, uh, which they did, they, which they really glossed over. They said the S word in this movie. They cursed a lot in this movie. They had a lot of suggestive things in this movie. And, um, but they would not say the word autistic and they would not say anything about, uh, the yellow Ranger being a lesbian. I, I, I mean, if you're going to go as far as PG 13, you might as well just hop right into the boat instead of, uh, I lost, I lost the analogy. I lost it so bad. And then we have uh, Bill Hader was alpha five. His his rendition was basically just Bill Hader, which is fine, but his alpha five was short and um, kind of, he was less funny. And he said, he said the, uh, he said the catchphrase, he said, I, 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 and let me paint the picture for you. It's, it's a, uh, a Saturday night. I believe it's midnight. Is it? No, it's like 11 o'clock. I gotten home from serving that night. I'm laying down. I'm about to go to sleep. Actually, no, I'm all jacked up on chocolate ice, chocolate frozen yogurt, uh, which is just as bad as ice cream. I shouldn't, I shouldn't even have corrected myself. Chocolate frozen yogurt. Uh, actually, it was half baked. So it was Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> And there were cookie dough bits in there and cookie and chocolate cookie bits. Oh, I love it so much. Oh God, I want it so bad. I got it, but I got to keep this diet right. It, um, and I'm, and I'm, so I'm just, I'm sitting there, I'm watching the new Power Rangers movie and, uh, and I, and he says, I, 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 and I, and I reacted in such a way that is <laughs> just not good for it I, I i went oh nice he said it that is so good i was just so happy he said it uh but the his alpha five is uh i i would and then and let me let me just move on to the before i get onto this and then uh brian cranston was zordon you saw him die uh early on in the film and then he turns into a computer and then elizabeth banks is rita repulsa wonderful job she did such a fantastic job i cannot believe that she was <laughs> not recognized Award and awards, uh, yeah, she should have been recognized. So anyway, uh, so one of my biggest issues with this movie is that the original Power Rangers, it, there was it was this uh, kitschy, it had this kitschy look. It was everything looked, everything was practical. Every single thing was practical. Even the explosions were practical, uh, and that's mostly because the Power Rangers deri- derived from this Japanese art form, this Super Sentai series. Is I that's what I don't know that by heart. I read that on a um uh wikipedia i'm reading on wikipedia right now so the but then when you when you have when you have something that goes from practical effects to cg to all cgi there is even the fighting is cgi the suits are cgi i'm i'm sure those kids wore and i can say kids because they're younger than me (laughs) wore all uh, those uh green man suits i'm i get with balls on them with little white balls on them i'm guarantee that those those kids wore those uh, and it just it just looked so performed and fake, whereas the in, a, in the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, which I wish they would have called it that instead of just Saban's Power Rangers, 
uh, it, they these everybody was fighting in the in the TV show. The, in even the TV show that I think is still on now on Nickelodeon, I think uh, they're still fighting, like actual fist fighting. <sighs> I just I wish I wish it was, I wish they had stuck to their roots. You know, instead of becoming uh, something that they're not. But you know, maybe it's uh, maybe I mean maybe it was for the best. Maybe that's what that's the look they they had for it. But I, it just it just didn't look good. Now I understand when Rita repulses with her stuff how she, how how adding having that would would create creating the gold from the ground and pulling it from people's teeth and all this stuff that. That is that is real CGI, but that's that's cool. That's understandable. But having something like uh, the fights that when they're fighting the rock monsters, just put people in costumes, touch up the costumes with CGI, and that way it looks better. Also, another big issue I had with this it is it was an origin story, which I hate in superhero movies. Which if if you if if you I hated Doctor Strange. I hate well, for a lot of reasons. I hated Doctor Strange. Uh, I don't have an issue with the first Thor. I got very. I have so many issues with Iron Man. I have so many issues. Man of Steel wasn't. I'm good with Man of Steel. Um, but uh, any. But that's why Spider Man Homecoming and Black Panther and uh, Suicide Squad. That's why these and uh, and what else? Uh, Man of Steel and uh, um, let's see. I'm looking at these movies that I have that I own. But that's why those movies were so fine and good because they didn't rely on uh setting up setting up different different types of backstory and stuff like that for and even for especially for black panther because that's the movie you kind of needed for but you know what they didn't do it and we're better off without it uh spider-man we've gotten two different reboots we've gotten uh five six seven seven different tv shows i'm not entirely sure Uh, so uh, we're Superman. We know where is. We know where is. Jesus, sorry, just knocked the microphone. Uh, <laughs> we we know where his superpowers come from. Uh, I'm sure for Ben Affleck's Batman standalone Batman film, where it's not going to be. It's just going to be old man Batman like Logan. Um, so, you know, we don't need to see. We don't need thirty. This movie was thirty three minutes until we got to them being Power Rangers. We got. Uh, just like it, just like it, they separated these kids and showed us their problems. But unlike it, it wasn't as deep as it needed to be. Uh, for for Stephen King, for the new version of it, we got that movie was two two hours and change. But what 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 we got of it was a coming of age movie and a horror movie. And from the coming of age part of the movie, it was wonderful. And we got to spend enough time with these kids that might have been a little bit too much, but it was bordering on just fine. And then for Power Rangers, you, you're spending you're spending five minutes with these kids max <laughs> with each of these kids, and barely some of them. <laughs> like for for what's his name, Zach? Yeah, for Zach, you say they say his mom's sick. Okay, there we go. Uh, for uh, Trini, yeah, she doesn't like her family. Okay, go. I what I would have done. And, uh, and probably the, the problem, the movie maybe would have been uh, better for this, but what I would have done is I would have, so the issue was, uh, they become, they, so they they find out their power rangers. Great. Uh, they don't, they don't turn into power rangers until I believe the first until 30 minutes till the end. So that last 
third of the movie, the last third act of the film, they finally turn to the Power Rangers. So you spend, this movie is a, a an hour and 50 minutes long. You are spending an hour and, I can't do the math right now, 110, 110 minutes? That's how long the movie is. You're spending 80 minutes with them. 80 minutes until they become the Power Rangers. Uh, actually, no, they tease you a little bit. They uh, they blue ball you. They, uh, I can say that on this podcast. Uh, it's not a curse word. It's not even suggestive. <laughs> um, they they make Billy the Blue Ranger, RJ Siler. They turn him, they, they let him get his his suit, and then he can't get it back. He gets it for five seconds, then he can't get it back, which is a waste of my time. So what I would have done is I would have let them if you're gonna if you're gonna split them up and tell their stories tell their stories and and if you're not gonna show them their uh, powers yet uh, so the, the issue was that Alpha Five and Zordon were trying to teach them how to morph together they have to morph together no I would have said uh, let them morph from their own individually and then they're unable to morph together because uh, in the movie there's one part where Zach says or is it Zach or is it Kimberly. One of them, well, I don't know, there's five of these kids, I don't care. I think it was Zach, where Zach says, oh, no, no, I think it's Billy. Billy says, uh, we're all friends, and let's be friends, and let's open up and tell our stories to each other. So, that that should have been, that. that's fine. That Up until that moment, that, that would have been great. Uh, but before that, prior to that, they should each turn individually. So, we have Jason having his issues at home. Uh, oh, so, prime example. Uh, Rita Repulsa visits Trini at home in the middle of the night. She's the only one she visits, and I don't know why. Uh, and she tries to get her to turn on the other Power Rangers. Uh, obviously, Trini doesn't, blah, blah, blah. But uh, they have a fight in Trini's room. First of all, her her family doesn't wake up. <laughs> she destroys all these, these walls and stuff flies everywhere. <laughs> People are like, it's the middle of the night. <laughs> if I heard that, <laughs> I'd be like, What? Like what? The, what the heck's going on in there, Trini? If I were her parents, so uh, what they should have done was during that fight, Trini should have been able to turn into the Yellow Ranger. Uh, Billy, I'm okay with him turning into the Blue Ranger because he's trying to break up a fight with Jason and Zach. That happens in the movie, so that that they should have kept that. And then uh, uh, Trini should have turned to the Yellow Ranger during that fight. Uh, Kimberly should have turned. She all right. So Kimberly has an issue where she's basically kicked off of her uh, cheerleading squad. And she's being bullied by her her former friends. So they should have bullied her. And then uh, she should have gotten like so mad or something. She should have turned and no, well, not mad or like so upset. She should have turned to the Pink Ranger. Uh, Jason should have been. He was his his uh, dad, who's played by. Oh, God. Uh, David Denman. You've seen him on The Office um, and a bunch of failed comedy pilots. That's not funny, but it's just so true. <laughs> Uh, like traffic light and uh, let's see he's in the office traffic light he wasn't god he's in a lot of stuff he can work he can work good for him though I like him angel angel from hell uh, Logan Lucky so uh, Logan Lucky in the movie so anyway so uh, just so Jason's story basically is that he flipped his car ruined his career for football and the high school's chances of going all the way uh, so what he should, and uh, this is, and cause I think he was, oh, cause he was playing a prank on the school by bringing a cow into the school and he was running away from the police. And I think he killed his friend. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> so what they should have done was, and then, uh, and so then, uh, David Denman, 
Jason's dad brings uh, the truck body back. The and uh, nothing and like they, he says that he can he, the truck is able to be fixed. It's only up to Jason if he if he can fix it himself. Uh, so Jason should have been fixing the truck, and then the truck. I don't know. He's he's struggling with it, and he gets so mad, and then that channels the Red Ranger, and then for Zach, he sees his mom coughing, and then that channels the Black Ranger. That they should have turned individually. They should have turned individually. That would have been so much better. I think so. I think that would have been wonderful. And then we have the Zords in the movie, and that was cool seeing that. That could have been all CGI. I don't care about that. And then Alpha 5 was fine. <laughs> anyway, I had, I, had very, I, had very, I had a lot of issues with that movie. But in the end, I really enjoyed it. There's a lot of stuff in that movie that was really enjoyable. And it's actually really funny. But if you're going to curse and if you're going to make it into this whole... A charade of a PG-13 movie, you can at least mention autism by its name and not just say, oh, I'm on the spectrum, and then have a character offhandedly say, oh, I know, we figured, I got, I guessed, and then you can't, then you can't just gloss over Trini's uh, sexuality, just say, Jesus, Chad, oh my God, inappropriate, I, come on, computer, uh, but you can't just, <laughs> I was on a roll, but you can't just have, you can't just have that stuff happen and not treat it like it's it's not gonna it's not happening because it, it doesn't make sense and uh honestly i didn't want to talk this long about <laughs> power rangers but i went off for 30 minutes oh my gosh uh i want to mention a couple of things really quick before i before i hang up and watch i zombie so another blockbuster closed and apparently there are five more <laughs> that are still around uh also the uh blockbuster owner he passed away blockbuster owner i'm gonna uh, blockbuster owner blockbuster president i believe that's what i'm looking for president chad you can't spell you idiot i'm so sorry i didn't mean for that to happen david cook is that his name david cook one of these people Founder David Cook. All right, so I'm gonna look up. Is it David Cook? No. Uh, let's see. Anyway, the original blockbuster guy passed away this past weekend. Blockbuster. I should just type in blockbuster dead. Blockbuster dead. Wayne Huizinga. He's a blockbuster video billionaire and owner of pro sports teams. Uh, H. Wayne Huizinga, who grew blockbuster into the country's. This is from Deadline. Uh, into the country's dominant video re- uh, rental outlet, died Thursday at his home in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He was 80. A cause of death has not been disclosed, but reports indicate that the billionaire former owner of the NFL's Miami Dolphins was battling cancer. So he died. And then there was uh, another blockbuster closed. Let's see where that was. Um, let's see. Last blockbuster in Texas. Nope. Blockbuster still exists in a couple of places. This is Business Insider in the U.S., but they're moving closer to the edge of extinction. Here's a look inside. Oh, my gosh. The the blockbuster in Alaska? Oh, of course. That makes sense. Three of the few remaining blockbusters in the U.S. have already closed in 2018. Now there are less than 10 blockbusters locations still open in the U.S. Okay, so I was wrong to double my answer. Uh, most of the remaining blockbuster locations are in Alaska, where long winters and slow Wi-Fi help keep a couple of stores open. 
that's insane that these still exist. I'm so, that's so great. I, when I was younger, I used to go to Blockbuster every Sunday after church. And then we would, I would rent a game, keep it for a week, something like that. And then, you know, return it the next week. I love Blockbuster. I have no, I love renting things. Uh, I think Gamefly is great. I hopped on, I was on the, our, our Netflix account is so old. It was, it's definitely one of the ones from the early 2000s because I use, I, I rented DVDs so much. And then when it turned into streaming, I said, streaming and DVDs? This is insane. <laughs> what is streaming? What does streaming mean? And I still use DVDs. Um, that's why I buy things physical because I just love special features and stuff. But renting is so fun. That's why I like going to uh, Redbox. Redbox, you spend, there, there's so many ways to earn points. You can spend just a dollar on a movie. All you got to do is return it before 9 o'clock the next day. Reserve it. Go pick it up. That's it. Pick up dinner. That's it. You know, make it a nice Saturday. Oh, boy. Got a girl in your arm. One of those is a lie, and that's probably the last one. <laughs> but I love I love Blockbuster. I got nothing I got nothing against it, and I hope those I, – I, I hope we can stay renting movies uh, uh, physically because digitally, I'm not spending $7 to rent a movie at home. I'll, if I'm going to spend $7 on a movie, I'm going to spend 8 and go to the theater. And last but not least, another movie-related thing. MoviePass lowered its subs again. So if you know, I have a very big issue with MoviePass uh, in that I don't under the the company's not going to make money. Um, so the company, I don't even think they're in the positive right now. Same thing with Spotify and Twitter; they're just not making money. Uh, Facebook's on the way down. So if you if you read the news. <laughs> <laughs> but they're it's, they're just not making money, and I I just I don't I don't see how it's a sustainable business, and I guess this is just the business part of my brain, where I I have this thing where I I basically always stay on the side of uh, not always not always I'm not gonna say that I try to see the side of the issue from uh, uh, whatever issue that it is with uh, movies or business or something like this from both sides. So basically movie pass cut its subs. Uh, so movie pass is the $10 a month service. You get to see one movie a day. You have to download an app and you have to get, you get a free credit card or whatever. So anyway, $10 a month, you get one movie a day. That's it. You can't use it for anything else. And if you, if the, they see that you're doing that, they're going to, get it get you charge you like what 250 dollars something like that and then uh if you if you drop the subscription for if you for whatever reason you drop subscription then you can't join for nine months i don't appreciate that i'm not spending ten dollars a month i'm not gonna watch one movie a day it's just a waste of my time waste of my money because i could for ten dollars i could i could go by fill up my hybrid with gas so anyway so earlier for like the past two months they dropped the price from ten dollars to eight ninety five or eight fifty or eight dollars. It's like seven ninety five or no no no. It's like eight dollars. Um, if you but it, that's only if you buy annually. So instead of spending one hundred and twenty dollars per year, you're spending something like ninety ish dollars per year. Um, and then but then uh, this past week, last I think like three days ago, they dropped it down to six ninety five per month. Uh, which is essentially $70. I don't know. I'm not doing the math right. $70 per year. But you have to buy it annually in order to get those latter two prices. So, uh, but anyway, eventually these guys are going to go open. What? What am I talking about? <laughs> They're going to go open? They're going to go public. And so you're going to be able to uh, 
invest in them. I just, but I just don't, I don't approve of this business. The one, Mitch Lowe is uh, the guy who created Movie Pass. He was also one of the people who helped start uh, Netflix. And if you have seen my news times before, I've done a couple episodes on Movie Pass. I think like three or four. Uh, I think three. Uh, Mitch Lowe wants is is using the Netflix model to to get Movie Pass big. Um, but it's just I don't know. I just I don't see how this is helping out theaters. And of course, yes, it's helping. It's boosting attendance. Whatever we can see the numbers and stuff like that. I don't see how this is helping it because you're not you're not allowed to use this with uh, rewards cards. You're not allowed to buy concessions with it. And if they see you buying concessions again, they'll charge you two hundred fifty dollars. Um, and you know, there's just so many restrictions with it. It's just not an, why I understand $10 is nothing in the long run, especially for seeing movies, especially if you live in San Francisco or New York or LA or wherever. But, and I, you know, I live in the suburbs of Atlanta, but still eight, and I'm spending what $8 or $9 at most on a ticket. If I go to the right place, I'm not, I'm not going to go to your AMCs. I'm not going to go to your Cinemarks. I'm not going to your United artists. I'm going to go to my mom and pop one. Mom and Pop Movie Theater. Aurora Cineplex. Aurora Cineplex. Where prices don't go above $9. Thank God. Hopefully. Knock on wood. I hope. <laughs> anyway. So, I, I just... It just... Uh, I, I don't see how they can be sustained for... I mean, and and they, they had... Tr- not, I'm not going to say they had trouble getting money, but they... Whoever's giving them money now is... Um, Oh my God! Is not an analytics firm. I'm thinking about Cambridge Analytica because it's in the news right now. But they're they're uh, they're not even an accounting firm. What are they? Who gave? Somebody gave. I'm not gonna look them up because I don't. I just this is, episode is too long. Uh, and this episode is way too long. It's almost crazy. Anyway, <clears throat> Movie Pass dropped the prices. That's all I gotta know. Uh, I, I I just don't see them making money in the future. There and they also had trouble giving out their cards in the first place. So anyway, uh, if you want to hear me talk about something <laughs> with a little bit more, no, no at all. Wherewithal. I don't know if I'm saying this right. <laughs> uh, you can always head to the website, cpluscomedy.com where we've got the latest news reviews, features, interviews, and other good comedy bits that only I can provide you with. If you do, if you don't believe that I just counted out all of those on my hand so I can say them right. I just did. So believe it, believe it. Naruto. I've never seen an episode of Naruto in my life. Dragon Ball Super ended. <laughs> I've never seen. <laughs> I'm just all over the place tonight. I was tired all day, and now here I am being all loopy and stuff, and I got an iZombie to watch. Okay. And Gary Shandling's doc. Okay, so. Uh, if And what else? Where was I? Uh, okay, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Equals Comedy. Follow me on Twitter at ShyBlackWhite. Like us on Facebook. Go to the webpage, YouTube.com slash Comedy, where you can watch our premiere show, News time. It's a great show, weekly news show that I pick a topic and I write a script and then I produce an episode. It's way too produced and it's really good. This week I'm doing this week's episode, which is out right now, is about VR in Hollywood. I talk about that book I hate, Ready Player One. The book I hate so much I couldn't even finish it. Uh, Ready Player One. It's uh, the movie's coming out this week and it's supposed to introduce virtual reality to Hollywood. Uh, so much so that you know people are like Warner Brothers, the the top six movie studios: Warner, Disney, uh, Paramount, Universal, Fox. <sighs> There's another one I'm forgetting, but anyway, 
they're all interested in in creating uh, virtual reality stuff. But virtual reality is actually becoming antiquated, and augmented reality is becoming the next big thing. Mostly because companies like Apple are investing in augmented reality, and they don't really invest in things that early on. So this is crazy that they're doing that. Uh, so anyway, it's good. I do a there's a there's a way too overproduced uh, cold open that I love and enjoy so much. So you should watch it. Also, this is the 50th episode of this stupid podcast. This is insane. In two weeks, there'll be a long episode, I hope. I don't know. Uh, that celebrates the year. Anyway, this is too long. I'm going to hang up. Um, okay. Go YouTube.com slash Bye.